This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And go. Ball in the air, deep right center go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, watch it go. Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. Drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast presented to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use that promo code DNVR20 because when you do that, you get 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I am the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. We hope everyone is getting their holiday shopping safely done out there. And we have got a special treat for you on this one. We are still in the mood of drafting and competing and going head to head against each other, uh, though this is going to be a little bit more of a collaborative debate as on this episode, we attempt to rank every baseball stadium in the Leagues. You know, Patrick, uh, it has often been said that uh, baseball is as much uh, religion as anything else. And of course, the stadiums are the cathedrals. And some of them truly, truly are that, though some of them are kind of dumb. So we're going to have to talk about all of them. We're going to rank them. We're going to put the rating system down. We're going to put them into tiers and decide the ones that are great, the ones that are okay, and the ones that are truly terrible. And uh, we're excited to have everyone along for the ride to join us with this. Agree, disagree. Uh, let us know, especially if you're here uh, on the live, where you would like us to start. And we can uh, sort of organize it that way. We've got a few, obviously, that we want to talk about up front. And if you're here with us on the live, you can see these beautiful pictures of Coors Field, which, of course, you know, we're going to rank very highly. But will it be number one on the list? Is uh, And if so, is that biased? Patrick, this is going to be an interesting and uh, maybe even at times a, a hotly contested topic. Absolutely. You and I obviously have had different experiences. And, and if you've been to a place that I haven't been to and I've only been able to experience it from a distance, that's going to obviously have a certain amount of impact there. I, I think there is the overall experience, right? Going to the ballpark and I remember I ate this here and did right. that there, whatever it may be. It, it's, it's, it's a ballpark experience. They call it that for a reason. So it, that does definitely play into a factor and yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have some debates, but 
it, there's really no debating how great Coors Field is. Now, would we put it in our top tier? Does it go on the the second highest top tier? Regardless, it is one of the finest. Uh, no matter who's doing a, a top 30 list, you always see Coors Field right in that top 10. You know, some people would have it closer to to five, others maybe closer to 10, whatever it may be. But it's it's one of the finest ballparks in the nation and you know third oldest ballpark right now in the national league which it's always weird right it's hard to believe when you look at it like that i think it might be the 11th oldest just in baseball in general and it it sits in it's in a wonderful neighborhood you know even if you just forget about everything you know and everything you've experienced inside of course field specifically you have to also take into consideration um, certain historic parameters, you know, the fact that it was it was put in this, you know, rather grungy neighborhood, which you know you've talked about a lot, almost fondly in a weird right. way. I love totally. it, and it was one of the first places that did something like that, that. That said, you know what? No one's using this property, and if we invest in this neighborhood, the the entire surrounding area can come back to life. So there's also that element. We won't always know that with some of these other stadiums. Right. Some might, some we might not, but that's definitely one of the, the favors or favorites uh, that that we're going to have on our list because we happen to to know it so well. So before we even go ahead and rank Coors Field, anyone who's watching right now live, go ahead, throw out a couple stadiums so we can put them at the front of our queue, and we'll talk about them most. Right. Otherwise, they could fall to the back, and then we say, "Hey, guarantee rate field, progressive field." Chicago, the White Sox play there. The Cleveland plays there. Who cares? We'll do them last. But if you want yeah. to hear about them, we'll give you that. Right. Uh, I, I do want to give one warning, too, for those who have been following me for an especially long time and are very ready to call me out for the hypocrisy that is about to occur. Because, of course, you know, one of my big things, my pet peeves, is uh, floating rubrics, right, uh, for MVP or for Cy Young or for Rookie of the Year and when it comes to Rockies in the Hall of Fame and the Coors Field conundrum and all that stuff or really just in life when you're applying, uh, you know, one set of principles to answer the question in one instance and then a completely different set of principles to answer the same question in a different instance. I cannot stand that. I'm going to be doing a lot of that today. Uh, I will will be doing quite a bit of that because I've been to – not quite half but probably close to half of the ballparks so there's going to be some personal bias in both directions i would imagine Uh, so sometimes like you said it's going to be about the ballpark experience and there are absolutely going to be times here where it's going to be entirely about like the way the ballpark plays maybe even who plays there so this is going to be fun it's going to it's going to get it's going to get hot it's going to get interesting yeah between the two of us we've we've been to 30 different unique stadiums however not the 30 uh, in right. MLB. There's a couple that we've evolved into. Coors Field, obviously. Chase Field in, in Phoenix. So, yeah, there's going to be ones where, um, all right, let's – your floating rubric against my floating rubric. Next thing you know, we're out in the middle of the ocean, and someone out there is banging their head on the dashboard going, my gosh, this is one of the gems of MLB, and yet we're like, eh, we're not too impressed. So yeah. we're going to go ahead and use a tier maker, a wonderful little uh, 
system that that some of y'all yeah. like on, on social media. So we'll we'll stick with that uh, general rubric or at least grading system. And at the top is not an A. At the top is S because that's just super. Right. <laughs> and like I know, right? Medals. Yeah, it's kind of like, hey, you came in second place, but you actually get an A for that. Then B, then C. <laughs> you're at the bottom and you failed at your ballpark, you get a D because, you know, that's just you know, the world So we should start with Coors Field. And yeah. I think, you know, for now, we just got to place it in the top tier and see if it gets knocked out. I think that's the way to proceed at the beginning and, and to lay a few of the things out there uh, as folks suggest to us a few other ballparks they'd like to hear about. Um, you know, uh, of course, you, you talked about a few of them there just a moment ago, especially, you know, the stuff around the ballparks. I'm glad you brought that up. It's been touched upon. That's good. People know it's a it's gorgeous park itself. The brick, uh, the way it fits into the natural aesthetic that was there before. Uh, it, it really is just a beautifully constructed ballpark with the green and the brick and the way all of that goes together. The purple row at the mile high level uh, and then all of the ballpark experience stuff. The fact that in this Patrick, the year of our Lord 2020, you can still get into Coors field for four bucks. You know, that's, that's not nothing. That's a, that's a big deal. And that you can go out and see the whole field from the, they're not great seats in the rock pile, but I've sat out there many times and enjoyed the game and you can see the whole field. And uh, you know, there's only a handful of bad seats in the house and, uh, most of those have been turned into a party deck now. So really just if you're tucked back into that back corner, it's really the only place you don't want to be. Uh, the amenities there are fantastic. There's cheap food. If you can find it, it not as you know, much as <laughs> there's certainly plenty of expensive food as well, but, and, and the beer options are nowhere near uh, as terrible as you might think, especially, you know, up at the party deck. So just from top to bottom, it's a great experience. Obviously I have now been to Coors Field hundreds of times, literally hundreds of times in my life. Uh, I've, I've been lucky enough to take in that many baseball games there. And so on the one hand, that might make me a bit biased, uh, in favor of it. On the other hand, you say, well, aren't you sick of it by now? I mean, you, you've seen every nook and cranny of it. Are you still amazed by Coors Field? And the answer is yes. Every single time I walk into that stadium, I am amazed by the majesty of Coors Field. Can't argue with that. It, it's still a, a privilege to be able to go and see a ball game there. And a lot of our colleagues in the press box, you know, those that uh, of you that are listening to this podcast, sure. There might be some people in the, in the Denver baseball media where you might not agree with what they have to say and, and, and they might rile you up a little bit here and there, but to a man or to a woman, they sit there and, and we just hear them in the middle of the top of the sixth inning as the sun's setting and the sky just looks amazing. Oh. And the views. Gonna, oh, the view. Yeah. And they're, and you see them taking their phone out, take a picture. They don't care about the mm -hmm. game, uh, mm -hmm. which maybe is, is, is part of the reason why you're, you have a problem with that. But that's what that's the part. It's, it's beautiful. And you're right. The whole experience and the affordability and where it's located. And, you know, I, I think, again, we, we, are, we love being critical of Dick Moffert, but we, we, we have to give him credit. And you got to give him this one. Yeah. Experience affordable. He keeps it a place where you want to be. Even when the team's not good, you want to go to a game at 
at Coors Field. And it's it's still a special place, even if you don't get the same views that you normally were able to do. Even when you were yeah. able to, to be in that uh, party deck or just the right field upper deck stands, you could look out over left field and you could see the mountains. Yeah. Of course, now there's some, some larger buildings and stuff there that obscure the view. But the ballpark itself is why you're there. And even even if you subtract some of those mountain views, Coors Field has to be in that top tier. It's it's super and superb. Um, people often use this as a negative, but it's one of the very few professional sports stadiums that people go to just to be at the building, just to be there. And, and people oftentimes, you know, make fun of that and say, oh, the party deck crowd is just – you know, oh, it's just the best bar in Lodo. The fact that Coors Field is the best bar in Lodo is actually phenomenal. Not like, not a problem. And and it's it's pretty amazing to think that, you know, 90% of the ballparks we're going to talk about today, if there's not a ball game going on that people care about, there's really not much of a reason to be there. Uh, uh, maybe you care about the history of the ball clubs that have been there or whatever. So you're checking it out on a tour or something, but people would, like, you could sit at Coors Field with no baseball going on with several thousand strangers and have a beer and hang out. People taking concerts there now, that's become more of a thing just because the venue is just, it's just a nice place to be. I've been on four different ballpark tours. Coors Field is one of them. And there's really, like you said, there's not too many more that you would go, all right, Hey, I'm, I'm here in Seattle. Do I want to go to T-Mobile Park? Uh, maybe. That one might get like a maybe, let's say. But you're right. There's not too many you'd go. I, I want to be inside the building. I want to see it. In fact, in 2019, uh, Drew, you and I, we, we got a, a, a private tour when they were you know, unveiling right. a couple different features with the new scoreboard and things of that nature. And it was still like, yeah, show us every place. Uh, even even the stuff that's old, even stuff that got a new you know, layer totally. of uh, we want to walk through the whole thing because it's it's that fantastic. So I think you're right. We may we may go through and 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 reshuffle some things a little bit uh, throughout, and and maybe it gets bumped down a little bit. But I think that's the best starting point, as you said. That it, it it's super. It's it's absolutely super. Let's stay in the division. We're gonna stay in the All right. division. All right. And let's go with and and I'm I'm gonna make it hard right from the get go. Dodger Stadium. Oh, okay. Stadium go on our list. It's an older ballpark. It is the second oldest in all of the National League. And you've been there. I, I have not. I've driven to the outside. I thought I could go and see it, but because of where Dodger Stadium Stadium is and how it's it's located in the neighborhood of Chavez Ravine, it's actually like up on a hill. It's really weird. It's like up on a hill and then it's like dug out. So it's right. like a volcano in a weird way. And so if you're on the outside, there's there's barriers. You can't even go in. You literally cannot get a glimpse at Dodger Stadium. And they've got these gates like you're going into an amusement park. Yeah. And it's 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 actually pretty cool, but no, I I can't check that one off my list. Drew, you've been there. I have not. So you're going to have to you get precedence here. Oh, this this one really is tough cuz I've been there twice, once as just a fan uh, when I was a kid just cuz whenever we traveled I was a kid, we would go to baseball games wherever we were. It was just a rule. Um, so saw him play the Cardinals. That would have been, you know, the Ray Langford uh, uh, Cardinals. That's what I think of them as. Brian Jordan. That's, 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 Brian Jordan that? could have possibly been on that team. Was McGuire still there? 
I don't think so. I think it was just post his time, this particular game we were at. Um, I think still Edmonds. Uh, Duncan, who's, who's the big guy? Uh, well, Dave Duncan, the first base coach? No, maybe. I don't know. No, no, that's not right. Tony LaRusso? Sounds right. <laughs> Sounds plausible. Yeah, he was definitely there. Um, yeah, but anyway, you know, and, and I remember at that time, just as a fan, really sort of being in awe by it and, you know, the things that everybody knows about it. It's so loud, uh, and but it's big and powerful and intimidating. And there are legends upon legends and there's celebrities there. You know, it's, it's, it's got all of that going on. So you just feel like you're in a special place, especially if you're just taking it in, in that way. Um, now it, covering it as a journalist, there were, there were some miserable elements to the experience because it's just very difficult to get to. The Wi-Fi is awful, sometimes non-existent. There's no neighborhood. So you can't just like go to a sports bar and finish your game recap after the game and, and sit down and and uh, have a beer and listen to the locals, uh, which is one of my favorite things about this job is listening to people at sports bars talk about the game that just happened as I sit there and write about it. Um, and that, that it wasn't even an option. You can't walk to anywhere <laughs> from Dodger Stadium. You do get a, right. Uh, you get a beautiful view of L.A. once you're up there and you you turn around and you look out. It, it's a gorgeous view. Uh, and the ballpark is is really something to behold. But it's also kind of boxish and it's getting sort of old at this point. And, um, I, you know, now that I'm not 17 and I'm I'm, you know, however old I am, I'm 34 now, uh, you know, it's it's like. It's too loud, Patrick. It's too loud. <laughs> it's too damn loud. The speakers are atrocious in the outfield. You know, we, again, not being able to cover baseball, not there, there not being a full season. And I mean, I guess there was a scenario in which either of us could have gone out to Los Angeles to, to see, you know, the, the renovations that they had just made in this past off season. But uh, it's, those renovations are still going to be there this year in 2021. Uh, should be a little bit safer. So you know, we'll, we'll get to see that. But you're right, that can have a negative impact. And you're not even – now, you've got to get to the ballpark, just as I do, you know, hours before the game. So it's not so bad. Traffic, right. even if it's a factor, you get there a little bit late, sure. you can't get in, one of the ball players drives you uh, up to the front gate and you can go inside, as happens to all of us. Um, but all for anyone going to watch a game, you wonder why – people don't start showing up to the third inning. So the totally. baseball atmosphere is lackluster at times. Uh, absolutely. That's why all that combined for me, it's a second tier stadium. Sorry, Dodgers fans. Sorry, people out there and, and the history and all that stuff. I appreciate I'm not putting the bottom, bottom, bottom. I'm just, I'm putting it as a second tier stadium for me. So is that B or is that yeah, that's a, a? That's a. That's our A, right? If S is that's top, that's actually pretty good. I, I, I'm some, somewhere between A and B. Uh, I, I may, might be leaning more towards A, just because again because of the history. Bottom of A, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, right. Be, be the history, but again, I'm not having experienced those awful speakers. I've heard how bad it is. Uh, right. The games can be a certain way. The traffic. 
that's all part of that experience and that can really sap the fun. It really I- can. Trying to get a lift home after it was a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. Um, yeah, we might even have to bump it down to B. We'll see how how heavy that A gets. All right, what do we got next? I think we're gonna be we're being a little too nice because uh, next up is Petco Park. Okay. We're gonna talk about Petco Park, and I, I have some affinity for Petco. I've I've seen a couple games there. Was it last year? Yeah, 2019. Got to see two games at, at Petco. I've taken a tour there. San Diego has, has become like a second city for, to my wife and I. So, you know, I, I love that ballpark. It was weird just touring it the first time because it had the sense of like you're in an outdoor mall. So that was really strange. But, and it's Southern California. So, I mean, yeah. sun is great. I I would, in my heart, it's it's super but I think it, it, it doesn't really quite belong there. So I, I'm going to put it in, in that second tier for A. What about for you? Is, is I it think, A tier or B tier? I think it's an A tier. I think it's above the Dodgers. I think you got to slide it in above the Dodgers for sure. Um, like you said, there's really only the the one primary drawback. Once you're in, it's it's really gorgeous. Um, it's uh, And it's become – you know, from a baseball perspective, less and less gimmicky over the years too. It used to be way, way too pitcher friendly. Now it's, it's fine. It's fine as it is. Uh, you can appreciate it. I, I enjoy the, the big brick wall of the, what is it? The supply company building out there in left. Uh, so yeah, it's, it, it's nice. To I'm Western, trying to remember. The Western supply company. Yeah. Love so. that. All right, before before we go to the Pac Bell Park, which is Oracle Park, let's let's take an easy one here. Okay. Chase Field. How about Chase Field? All right. Okay, is look. That a D or is it a C? It's we can maybe bump it up, but my my natural inclination is to say it's a D. And you know, just watching on TV, I'm not sure I would have said that. Like there are less pleasant ballparks probably to look at you know especially if we're talking about the old say marlins park where they saw that ugly ass thing out in center field something like that like there's no eyesores at chase field if you're just watching on tv but it is the weirdest damn baseball field i mean field folks i've been to spring training i've been to little league in orchard mesa colorado where there's gravel when you slide into second base but still there it felt like you were at a baseball field Chase Stadium, Chase Field feels like you like you said, like you're in the middle of a mall, but like a mall located at the end of a block where there's there's nothing there. Again, there's there's nothing in the neighborhood to walk around. There's one or two little bars that were just built there, you know, because there's a stadium there. Um, it's not facing the right direction, so you're just you feel off the whole time. Uh, there's there's too many lights. And, and things like in the background that, again, it, it kind of looks like a mall you, or, or an airport. It's even worse than a mall. That's what it hangar. feels like. A hangar. If hangar. You, yeah, you feel like you're in an airport hangar. And it it's, it is deeply unsettling. <laughs> not, even, not even joking. Like, I've never been so unsettled to be in a place. It reminds me a lot of another stadium we'll, we'll talk about that I, that I feel fondly towards. But... Although there are a lot of similarities, it just it just lacks 
something. And I, and I think you're right. It, it needs to be down on the bottom. It isn't awful. It just isn't good. It isn't good. All it's right. the blandest. It's almost worse that it's so bland. That's what it is, right? Like it's like in the sci-fi movie when you're in a room that's too plain. You're like, there should be a feature in this room. <laughs> I think that was its original name. They called it the Bob, right? Bland one ballpark. It was so bland. Right. Right. Named after the most boring. Yeah. Sorry, anyone named Bob. Sorry, we love you, Bob. Every Bob listening to this is not boring, of course. We we bumped heads there trying to bend over for the same uh, punchline. I like that. <laughs> Shout out to my uncle Bob. What, what, what do you have? All right, now Oracle Park. Have you been or not been? So I've been okay. What was it? Now it's changed names like twelve times. When I went, it was Bonds and Jeff Kent, and it was that era. End of that era. Uh, dare you? Um, yeah, so and extra points for being the only stadium. I, I maybe not still, but certainly then, and the first time I had ever heard a female stadium uh, announcer, PA announcer. I don't know why the words PA were escaping me there for a minute, but yeah, and so and it's great. I mean, they got the bay that you can hit the ball directly into the water. Like that's that's a talk about feature. I was talking about being in a feature less room. That is a feature. That's a great feature. Watching people paddle their little burn fight each other for baseballs is just phenomenal stuff. Uh, the splash counter for each one of them. Uh, triples alley is a joke. Now they've they've mended that a little bit. I think they they've made a couple of adjustments out there. It used to be, I mean, when you when inside the park home runs are a semi regular thing. Uh, you know, you lose a couple points for that. For me personally, because I'm such a fan of the city of San Francisco and its location, being on the bay, and then you got the times when the seagulls come in. And as much as I just want to hate the Giants so much, even the sea of orange um, jerseys and and the unique, you know, flavor that gives it, I love this ballpark. I've got to put it. Uh, above all the other NL West ones, except maybe Coors, and and that's even. I mean, it's. Cl- I love San Francisco, man. It's a great city. The, the giant Coke bottle is a great feature too. The glove out there, uh, the slide. We're seeing all this stuff on the live now. Like the. Uh, I don't. You know, I, I only went the one time. I don't remember like the food and amenities and and those kinds of things as well, but. Um, you know, and they've gotten to see some pretty good baseball over the years as well. And so it's it's hard to deny the quality of the park. What are the biggest downsides? It keeps changing its name. Uh, <laughs> that's annoying. And Triples Alley. And Triples Alley is really annoying. And that's a game feature too, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it. I, I would have to – I would tend to uh, agree with you on that one. Because – so I, never, I haven't seen a game there, but I did take a tour of it. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's fantastic. And I'm, I wasn't even thinking about giving it those bonus points for San Francisco, partially because San Francisco is crazy expensive. Where do you park? It's not True. very walkable of a place because it's, well, it's like climbing a mountain everywhere you go. If you've ever driven down Lombard street or any other street where you're, you're almost quite literally leaning forward in the car. Cause you're afraid you're going to tilt backwards. Like that's a real thing in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. It's it's just 
it's a beautiful place where, again, if you want to be there when there's not a ball game going down, it has mm-hmm. to rank high. So I think it's fair to, to put it ahead of, of Coors Field. Ahead of. Wow. All right. I mean, I was saying maybe a toss up between the two. So if you're saying, if I'm saying toss up and you're putting it ahead of, man, that, that might ruffle some feathers. Let's see what the, the comment section, how they respond to that. We can always come back to that debate at the end if we need to, but let's leave it like that for now. I think that's fair. Like, I really do love that place as much as I hate that team. <laughs> Here's a layup, or rather, let's stick to I'm still thinking about the NBA. Great draft coverage yesterday. Well, yes. last week. Last week. <laughs> last week, yes. <laughs> I was I was ready prepared for that. Shame. No. So this is an easy, this is an easy layup. Meatball, six four, six, three, double play, everyone will call it. Marlins Park. Let's stick in the National League. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Never been there. Don't really care to go there. Yeah, I uh, no, I was at a, the old one, I think, actually. So I, I haven't been to that one. I the only game I took in in Miami was when they were still playing at like Dolphin Stadium, I think. Joe I think Rock Stadium. Yeah. 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 Um it's way too hot and humid. And and awful, and yeah, no, at the bottom, yeah, it's got to be, it's yeah, that's an easy one. All right, uh, let's go with sticking with the NL East, Coors Field doppelganger, Citizens Bank Park. Have you been, Drew? Have you been? I have been to Citizens Bank Park uh, a couple of times. I think both in high school. It was weird. Uh, that I happen to get a couple of trips out there. Um, trying to think on some specific memories. Have you been? You've been, uh, surely you've been a few, of course. I sure. I've been yeah. Jersey, yeah. <laughs> Where are you from again? I couldn't remember. <laughs> I'm Jersey. I'm over here now. How you doing? Hey, what are you talking about? Um, it's- I remember there there being some things I really really liked about it, and some things I really didn't. I remember it feeling small to me. Um, I don't I don't know what you know I don't, I don't know what that means, but I, it just I just remember it feeling small. I remember the food being really good. Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't remember what I ate, but I do remember the food being really good. Again, I'm I was in high school. This is well, let's not do the math. Um, and so. Uh, yeah, there, there. It's got some features, uh, but it's not. You know, I, I feel like this is kind of a an above average, but middle of the ballpark. Like it's, it's nice, but it's not. It's not great to me. But maybe it's only because I've I was just there the one time and it didn't leave an impression. Maybe I was thinking about other stuff. You've been there more than I have. Can, can are you going to sell me on it or? I, honestly, the the impression I got when I was first there, because I'd been to Coors Field, you know, several times before uh, Citizens Bank Park opened up, and I thought, "Hey, this feels a lot like Coors Field." I, I had that that feeling because yeah. there's so much about it that is alike. Uh, one major difference being Philadelphia in center field, whereas Coors Field doesn't have Philadelphia sure. in center field. Uh, sure. That was the big takeaway, but you got the scoreboard in left field, same layout of, of, of the bleachers a little bit. No rock piles in the center field, but there is you know a big brick wall with, with ivy on it, and they actually right. have some rooftop seats 
kind of similar to what they have in Wrigley Field, but it's just right. like one row. So it's a fun little setup. Uh, I, I, I enjoy it. Um, you know, the area around the ballpark is they're they're improving upon it. You know, you, yeah. you can tailgate. It's it's a, it's old school in that way where you can tailgate. Yeah. So I would I would put it in the, the more in the middle tier. It's, it's entrenched at the top of the middle tier as as far as put it right on B. Yeah, put it right on B. Yeah. yeah, I think that that feels right. That feels intuitively right. Another thing that feels intuitively right, by the way, for me, is drinking this beautiful Breckenridge brew from <laughs> uh, having a little avalanche amber, of course, as we toast to some of our favorite cathedrals to major league baseball you know you can get it at king supers whatever liquor store uh, hopefully if you're not in the area the the colorado area if you're not a local get the app on your phone the breck brew app it'll locate them for you so you can track them down you get some nice tasty brew and if you are local you can swing by the farmhouse uh, you know how to do that don't have the stuff in front of me because i'm moving very quickly on to one of my favorite things to do while drinking Breck Brew, which is play a little WGT golf. You can download it totally free today at dnvrgolf.com, played by over 20 million people around the world, including just about everybody here on the DNVR staff. We got weekly weekend tournaments, and when you enter into them, you just got to send us a screenshot for a chance to win all kinds of fun, cool prizes. Check out all the details on DNVR Gaming's official Twitter account. You got to follow that one as well. If you're a video game fan, we got the DNVR gaming podcast back up and running. That's been a whole lot of fun. We got some fun uh, tournaments and brackets and things like that coming your way. So join us for all that good fun. We continue our good fun here, Patrick. What is the next stadium for our list? Well, nothing says fun like brackets, as you said, but nothing says fun like the New York Mets, whether it's fun to watch them flame out or fun to imagine what they could do next uh, with their new uh, quadrillionaire of an owner. Now, City Field, I've I've only been to maybe three times because of just where it's located. It's hard to get to in Queens. Uh, it's 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 a smaller ballpark, and uh, I, I don't have much emotional affinity. But the funny thing is, is the more people that go there, the the better the reviews seem to get. It, it it always surprises me when I see a top thirty list. City Field is is somewhere right around in the top ten, and so I'm going back and trying to go through my memories and say, oh, maybe I was a little too harsh, or maybe it was just where I was at in my head mentally, and like, oh, I don't want to be around all these Mets fans because that can ruin a good time. Stadium. <laughs> 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 Or Broncos fans can go and wow, I really hate this team because of the fans. You know so, so you got pros, a lot of great features. The Apple, the amenities uh, are are top notch. The design from the outside is very modern and sleek, but cool looking. Fits very nicely into the neighborhood that it's in, which gives you that old school baseball feel of of uh, a ballpark that's just built right into the the neighborhood and the downsides full of Mets fans. Mm, exactly. And then you have a little balance here. Where do you where do you put that one? Full of Mets fans. Also it's a little too uh pitcher friendly. 
for for my liking. They got uh, you know big high walls. It's deep outfields, but uh, yeah, I, I agree. It's pleasant to look at on TV. Uh, I, I like the design in every way. I'd have to trust you as, as far as the ballpark experience and the amenities. So behind Dodger Stadium, I'm gonna put it just ahead of Citizens Bank Park. Okay. And I love Citizens Bank Park. And I, well, I and think I get, that's right. My experiences at City were okay, but I think it could have been my headspace. And I'm 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 going through. I'm saying, ah, oh, you know what? It, it's nice. It, it looks nice. There were a lot of cool features. The thing I didn't like it was like it felt too compact. It felt like there was no room to walk anywhere in in, in a half empty stadium. It, that right. I didn't like about it. Right. Uh, but it, it, okay. it translates. It, it's a it's a it's a beautiful stadium to 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 watch a game at for sure. All right, yeah. staying in the East, we got Nationals Park. It was there last year uh, for the first time? Press box is just south of heaven. It's so pretty <laughs> there. The neighborhood is on the come up. It's improving. Uh, I was talking so about. Uh, our Allie Monroy about there uh, about that place because she'd been there a bunch and they're they're building up that area in the Navy Yard, so I think it's it's promising. But uh, it's okay, it's okay. That sounds about right to me. That's my impression, having never been there. It seems okay. So right after Citizens Bank, yeah, that seems about right. Uh, nothing offensive about it. Uh, the Rockies typically play well there, so there's usually a uh, you know usually a positive association with it. There's there's something. <laughs> that is that is obviously uh, a, that's a, an important a, factor, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very important factor. And that uh, leaves that leaves one more team in the NL East, and for the life of me, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, we have we have Atlanta right. SunTrust oh. Park, which I think now has an already another name. Yeah. It, uh, it seems a bit soulless. It kind of has a Nationals Park type feel, except they're just building these structures all around the stadium. It's like 45 minutes north of At- of Atlanta proper. I think it's hard for people to get to. It's, uh, you know, I, I don't know how many folks have, have actually been there. I would have uh, loved to check out the All-Star game next year. So maybe this time in 2021, I'll have a better idea of it. But, eh. A little lackluster. What are your yeah. thoughts? This newer total same. Yeah, um, I'm thinking the same. Slide it in after the the Nationals. Maybe even put it in at, at C. But yeah, I think so. All right. I think it's uh, a. Yeah. We'll finish up the National League before we go to the other West in the American League. Bush Stadium, second Bush Stadium in St. Louis. I was there in 2006, so shortly after it opened up. It is nice. Um, you know, yeah, it's, right. It's like <laughs> nice with it, yeah. It's like a concrete yeah. dome that was made. That was they made a couple tweaks to make it specifically for baseball. Uh, there's a Carl's Jr. there. I remember going to. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah. Oh. No. It, boring. It's so boring. I've, I've always thought it was uh, and they unveiled it. I was like, that's it. So I'm putting it in the same base in a tie with Atlanta if for me. So, yeah. you know, and that's, yeah. We'll, we'll give it a nod just so those Cardinals fans don't come after us. I think Atlanta sure. fans, we don't have to worry about, but Cardinals no. fans, ew, we'll, we'll give them a, we'll give them a bump. They can be feisty. 
Now, Patrick, you said we were going to go to the American League now, and, and you mentioned maybe West, but Bald Bastard 207 wants us to talk about Fenway, and I feel like around here we should probably do whatever Bald Bastard says we should do. We put out the call. If you request it, we'll immediately bump it up to the front of the list. You've been, haven't you, Drew? Have you been? I have been next to Fenway. Um, oh, I, I sadly, when I was in Boston uh, with my mother, and it was her birthday, I believe. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was the Boston trip where it was her birthday, not the Baltimore trip. And, and they both actually have this exact same story. The teams were out of town. We were there for a weekend, and they, they were not in town. Um, and, you know, we called into the, the ticket office, and uh, Pedro Martinez, as an answering machine, answered and gave us a little message, which was very nice. And then we just went and, and walked by it and looked at it because we're those kind of people. That's that's what we did. And, and just sort of, again, and now I'm – now, the Boston trip, I would have been younger, 14, probably. You know, and so for me, it was I was just standing outside of a baseball cathedral. It almost didn't matter that there wasn't a baseball game going on. I could just look in and look around. You could see the big green wall, you know. And I'd seen the big green wall how many hundreds of times on how many hundreds of baseball highlights and how many documentaries that we had watched by that time of of old ball games and to see that it was still there and and all the brick um and, and it was so big and it was still a wall and and that's what yeah. we call it, the green wall yeah. <laughs> what do you know um but yeah i mean the and and in boston with the like the cobblestone roads still in some places the really narrow cobblestone roads in the downtown areas and it it just it felt like standing next to a part of history because it is. And so it just gets so many points for that. Yeah. Just, just one time for myself. And, and that was enough of an experience. Uh, seats are so small. They're, 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 they're essentially like the original seats. So no normal human being can really fit in them. You, right. you literally cannot stand up and have like somebody walk by you. Not literally, but you know how typically you can almost like, you know, move your knees over slightly and someone can walk down the aisle if they need to exit. You sure. might be able to do that. And if not, you have to stand up and they get by. There's like no room. Like you're just rubbing past bodies to try to get out of the aisle. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's wild to say the least. So even though that experience was just okay and I didn't, I didn't feel like I kind of much like yourself didn't get the, the full experience, right? You know, you just got to, to see some of the neighborhood a little bit. and You like to go inside the, the green monster at some point and touch Pesky's pole. So, uh, you know, I, I still feel like I, I have to make another pilgrimage back to that. It It's it's an all-time great. It's it's still a classic. I, I don't know that I'd want to see, you know, 81 home ball games there versus even a Coors Field. But, right. If it's like, hey, you're on your deathbed, you could see one more game, you you might choose uh, Fenway Park right, right. over. Or you're like, oh, I just want to be in this place. I'm about to be a ghost. We're really gonna get more over here. Why not? Yeah, right, right, right. Let let me say hi. Let me say goodbye to these other baseball ghosts before I see some right. other one. Because it wouldn't be shocking if a lot of the ghosts that do hang around Fenway Park are not. Uh, 
the good kind of ghosts. <laughs> upstairs, they're, with them, yeah. they're downstairs ghosts. I don't know. It's, uh, this Boston, is the place. Look, the Red Sox were the last team to integrate in, I think, 1957, yeah. Pumsey Green. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, they've, they've got a, a darker history, to say the least. Um, but I do think it, it deserves to be in the top tier. Better than Coors Field? No, I don't think so. I, I think I think we're I think we got to put it behind for exactly the same reason that you wow. mentioned, and I think we're going to run into this problem a couple of times. Uh, there, there's another ballpark with, <laughs> that there's going to be the exact same problem because, look, man, all the history and the stuff is great, and Green Monster and Pessy's Pole and all the dimensions and the stuff, and it's like people who aren't even fans of it are like with the dimensions and all that history is there and stuff. But if it's not pleasant to take in a baseball game there how great of a ball yard can it be and if it's you know in a modern world if i can't go and enjoy myself at the ball game now now, and i think you're right and i'm with you like if i had one game to go to i probably would choose fenway over coors one i've been to coors field a million times and two like it it does have that extra specialty but baseball's a it's a marathon sport, man. We play 162 games a season. People got, you know, season tickets and, and all this stuff. Like you said, 81 games. There's no way. I mean, spending 81 home games at, at Fenway or some of these other older, older ballparks just sounds miserable to me. So, yeah, I think I, I got to put it behind the other ones. Maybe I'm just maybe that's just me being a child of modern convenience and, and thinking like I don't like being a. You know, I've been to a couple of concerts where they were like festival shows, you know, where there's several different bands and you're kind of there all day and there's a bunch of different people. Never again in my life. And not just because of COVID stuff. Never again. It's miserable. I hate it. I don't like being packed in. As you were describing it, I was starting to have an anxiety attack. So some of this is just personal for me. Just like as you're talking about being there and like smushing past people, I'm just like, no, don't. I can't. I don't want to. And, and so for me, like, yeah, just being at a place where, you know, you can – you can still see the ball field when you're going to get your, your Breck broom. You're, you can turn around and see the game. All the TVs are there. There's enough bathrooms for everybody. All that stuff. Important to me. <laughs> you can't do that at Fenway. Also, please send your hate mail to drew at the DNVR.com. Oh, my gosh. Bring it. Bring uh, it. Let's finish out the National League. Next one up. Well, we might as well. Hey, let's let's bookend these two. Uh, although we're doing it in the middle, so the opposite of bookends, uh, if you will. Wrigley Field. <laughs> ah, right. Okay. Same thing. For for me, it's it's basically the exact same thing that we we just talked about, right? It's a top tier. I think it's got to go in that top tier. There's the history. There's the fact that it's survived as long as it has, arguably. Um, You've got feed meek features. You've got the ivy. You got uh, you know you can hit it out onto the um, the Wayland Avenue, right? Um, um, the, there's the now there's extra ones with uh, as we've talked about like decks and people watching on top of houses and and all that stuff. Like I love it. I do. I love the the majesty and the grandeur of it. But again, like there was. There were multiple times where people like you couldn't go to the bathroom without standing in strangers urine. And that doesn't sound like a fantastic experience to me. Uh, so I, I guess the question I would have is, is which would you have above it between Fenway and Wrigley? Because I feel like they're, they're kind of a, 
toss up to me for again. And now I haven't even walked by Wrigley. Wrigley is one of the few that I've, it only exists to me on, on TV and in dreams. Um, uh, there hasn't been as much winning there, but there has been a lot of history there. And so I would maybe even lean toward Boston because of the, the memorable winning moments from years past. I don't know if that makes sense, but where are you at on Wrigley, my good friend? Well, you tell me what's worse, standing and urine, which I don't know if that happens quite as much. They have invested. Cubs right. on the UFC have done a good job investing yeah. in that ballpark and trying to clean it up. What's worse, standing and urine or when you're at – you're in, or rather, I should say, a latrine. You are making mm. direct eye contact with a man on the other side of a low brick wall who's also going to the bathroom. Which is worse, Drew? Go ahead. Okay. The, okay. The second thing is worse. Yeah. Okay. So now that you've put you know, those options on the table, yeah. Well, that does happen at Wrigley Field. That is that is a legit thing. Oh my god. I, I think Wrigley Field is my might be my number one. It's, uh, my, my dad agrees with me and, you know, oh. we, we, we took, uh, big baseball field trips in back-to-back years where first year we went to four games in four days. And then I said, let's get really greedy and let's go to seven games in seven days. So every day we, we drove to a new place. And when I was, I was planning it out, uh, that second year I go, well, we haven't been to, uh, the new, the new Comiskey now, uh, uh, guarantee rate field and we've already been to Wrigley but screw it I, I would rather go see a second game at Wrigley than to cross off uh, uh, another stadium off of my list and so went to the, went to the, an, another Cubs game spent $50 on parking this is over a decade ago this is actually close to 15 years ago believe it or not and it, it was I know, fantastic <laughs> and I ended up being in the neighborhood again on a game day uh, riding bikes when I was uh, visiting my brother-in-law who lived there for a period of time. And it's it's the place to be. Uh, they call it the world's largest singles bar uh, because it is for, for the young Chicago folks go out. You have a beer at 10 a.m. in the morning on a day game. You can have a brat, and it's, 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 it's friggin' fantastic. It is my number one. So we got to figure out where to actually put it. I can't stand and pee, man. <laughs> look, look. Drew Creaseman and say, here's why standing in P is okay. Um, I, so uh, I guess we, we'll, we can't put it behind Fenway Park. We'll put it in front of Fenway Park. And okay. I guess you're behind Coors Field, huh? Again, for me, it, just the ability to go there and enjoy the ball game and, and not get trampled on by a whole lot of people and have modern amenities and, and, you know, there'd be space, enough space for everyone who's there. Drew, uh, how much yeah. more modern of amenities do you need than bleachers on top of a building? Right. right. A street, which looks onto a baseball stadium. How, how modern, more, how much more modern right. do you need? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna need uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna need a few extra things, unfortunately, and and I can I can appreciate all of that other stuff up to a point. All right, we're on a roll here because I'm gonna bring up PNC Park, which is another stadium. It's a more modern one that almost constantly gets put on top ten lists, top five lists. I felt like there was a period a few years ago I looked at four in a row and they all had PNC Bank. 
or rather PNC Park at the top. Yeah. It's got to go on the top. You're crazy if you don't think of it. The question is, where would you put it? Drew, the, the name of this this whole uh, show should also be called Have You Been? So, Drew. Have you been? Have you been? I have not. Uh, this is one I unfortunately have not had uh, the privilege to go to. Uh, I know my mother has had the opportunity to tour and visit it. And so, uh, you know, I uh, I enjoy water features, as we talked about with uh, San Francisco and the fact that it's built uh, on three rivers, uh, <laughs> which was the name of the old stadium. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. I've, I've been told, again, this is what I'm talking about. They say it's got top of the line amenities and and space and and all of that good stuff and then you take comfort in it's pleasant to look at on television all of those things so yeah it's got to be in the top uh, i'm just gonna you know let you decide whether or not you're gonna slot it over those classic ones or not based on basically the same principle i guess what we're holding up here now is is it as good or better than coors and uh, oracle right it it uh i i would probably put it ahead of course i it's it's just that nice you know the the neighborhood doesn't have as much going on you actually have to walk over uh the roberto clemente bridge uh, over the allegheny river there in right field so again it's another place like oracle where you can hit a home run and it, it goes uh into the water there into the drink which is fantastic no. you know they they've got Really good food inside the stadium. You would you would imagine that being the case with, you know, a town that has, um, you know, settled by a lot of German and and people of Polish ancestry. Um, that that steel is just magnificent. And again, just the views that you get anywhere in the ballpark where you're you're seeing those yellow bridges, it's 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 timeless. It really is. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. Even you hear in the video that we see someone in. In left field, you know, you know, way back in row forty-five, you still get a view of those golden yellow bridges. So it's uh, it's it's great. And and the thing that I like about places like this, in a sense, is when a team is awful, you almost get to appreciate the ballpark more. And I think that's a really true right. example. You know, how great is Coors Field? Well, let me tell you, based on the teams, you know career 450 winning percentage or whatever it is you're like i'm i'm there to watch baseball but let me just stop look around let me get a feel for the ballpark damn it's great that's why wrigley field you know how good wrigley is because they've stunk for a long time Fenway park stunk for a long time right i think because the pirates have been so bad you you can focus on the stadium more so i i would I, I would quite possibly on our list since you're not budging on Wrigley, I might put right. it at one. But no, wait, I, how does it view on TV? Well, I, I think that's and actually that's what I was going to add to. I think the best viewing feature that it has, and it really is great, is that beyond the batter's eye. So the view you get when if we're looking out from the catcher's point of view or from behind home plate is the skyline of the city. And a lot of times, you know, that that's rarely the case, like with um, Denver, you know, it's behind you uh, in, in LA, it's behind you. And a lot of these other places, you're kind of out in a different district and downtown is, is a drive away. 
Uh, and the fact that at PNC, you can just see all those sky rise, the, the sky rise, all those, those buildings. It's, it really is beautiful. It, it is for me um, one of the best views you can get now. And I'm partial to mountains, but again, now, but that's not what you have. What you have is an artificial, the fountain. I love the fountains and, and, and it's beautiful out there what they've made, but it's artificial. If what you saw beyond say the rock pile was the Rocky mountains, which again are the other way, then maybe Coors Field would be number one. It if you be. could hit a baseball off the mountain, the way you can hit a baseball into the water, then I think, but I, I actually, I think I agree the the, the cityscape feature makes PNC for me. I, I think that's a fair number one. I remember the, the last time I seriously played video games and I had stopped for a while, but uh, I was playing a season. I was, I was house sitting. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm just going to play, you know, MLB The Show. Actually, it might have even been before MLB The Show to do it myself. And I was like, well, I, I got to be in one ballpark that I'm going to see for all of these games I play. And I knew I'd make a bunch of trades and develop prospects, do that. But what do I want to see? I picked PNC Park as that place just because of its beauty. And it even translates in a, in a video game. So for right. me, it's, it's probably number one there. Makes sense. I I I feel okay with that, pa Patrick. I'm at peace with it. I'm at peace with it. All right, that leaves two more ballparks: Miller Park, Great American Ballpark in the NL Central. What do you think? Which one should we hit next? Um. So my immediate thoughts about Great American uh, are about the the on field play, right? And and it, and this one comes down to straight up envy. And so my hatred of this ballpark comes largely from the fact that it has led the league in home runs as often as Coors Field has over the last however many years, right? I, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, folks. Sorry, I'll, I'll find it. I'll figure it out. I could, I could do it. But it gives up a lot of dingers. It is – the, the ball players call it – I don't know if this is a well-known nickname, if everyone calls it this now, but I know the ball players call it the Great American Small Park. And – you can get so many cheap home runs there, but I feel like it doesn't quite have the reputation that Coors Field does. And, and for that almost alone, and again, I, I can't recall too many features other than all the seats being red. Um, you it's know, like, I, it, it's a personal distaste. The way you paint the picture of those red seats, I can see it right now. <laughs> Aren't they're red? Is that correct? Is that what's the name of the team again? Took a shot in the dark and, and you emailed it. You, you absolutely nailed it. That's another one. Look, there you go. That's got the uh, – actually, I don't know what river that is out in, in right field. See, it could be the Ohio River. They do have a river out there, yeah, but it's not as – I feel like it's not as featured. Is it further away or is that just in my brain? Um, I think it must be a little bit. They've got like a fake riverboat out there, which is kind of neat. Oh, yeah. They boat. Yeah, okay. But ultimately, yeah, that was all the water, right? Do people hit the ball in the water in Cincinnati? No, because there's the stands go too far back. Correct. Yeah. Right, and, and they're up. Yeah, it's too hard. I don't. I don't even know if it's happened in batting practice. In fact, yeah, it, that that might be a possibility. That it, it's wasted opportunity. Yeah, it's it's very. Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Which I mean, what, what else was it going to be? Like, <laughs> like kind of locked into that design choice. Yeah, I, I think they did a good job. Um, you know, with its with its location, I, I don't remember there there being a lot going on around the ballpark. Um, and they, they we got some photos of of the the fake riverboat, the stacks that they got out there overlooking the river. Yeah, that's a launch. Yeah. And if Adam Dunn has never done it, nobody is going to yeah. ever be there. Um, it's uh, I, I bet Reds fans really love it. Again, because it's it's their place and and they've got a lot of great history, but it's it's uh, it's okay. It's it's similar to the Bush Stadium in that way. Although I don't think it has yeah. as much to do it. That's the only problem. I don't think it has quite as much going right. on. So I so think it's in that, that middle tier behind it. Yeah, I think that could answer that question of where that goes, and then that would then lead us to Miller Park. Drew Miller Park, have you been? I have. I have, I have, I have been to Miller Park, courtesy of the 2018 NLDS, and there are some things about it that I absolutely loved, and a couple of things about it that I, I found uh, similar to Chase Field to be a bit disconcerting. Um, it's again not facing the right direction. What the hell is that? Why is it facing the wrong way? Um, there, there's nothing really in the neighborhood. It's, it's in an odd way and it's kind of right by a highway. Like they're like, it's like the closest, you know, like these great features, the bay and these rivers and seeing the mountains or Lodo being a feature and, um, uh, you know, the, the neighborhood in Boston and New York. And this isn't in the middle of Milwaukee. It's nowhere close to the middle of Milwaukee. It's, it's a 20, 30 minute drive from down it's on the side of a highway and there's like a subdivision out there i don't know it's weird okay so those are the downsides it's facing the wrong way and it's just weird it's just weirdly located uh the plus sides no surprise here the food phenomenal uh grab yourself a, a anything fried or a brat or, or what i'm not even a big brat guy and i had to get one because i was in milwaukee and it was the best brat i've ever had in my life which was Unexpected. Like I would have been disappointed if it wasn't. And um, the their math awesome, the slot. Obviously, the fact that they got breweries everywhere, because I don't know if you all know this, they're the brewers. That's one of the things that the Rockies and, and the brewers do have a great thing in common, right? Is that there's a lot of beer associated with it. There's the the Blue Moon Brewery uh competition. So I'll take another sip of this Breckenridge delicious strawberry sky from Breckenridge Brew. But you know, Coors Field's got a brewery uh located in their stadium that people just come in and hang out there. Uh, there are plenty of those down at Miller Park. Um the ballpark is nice. It it could very easily start to feel like that mall thing of Chase Field, but I, I feel like it it narrowly avoids it in some pretty clever ways. Um the light, you know, it's one of those places where weird lighting can come in and it can create funky shadows on the field, which I, I really didn't like when we were there. And obviously, um, you know, when I was there, the Rockies were having just a bad time. And so, uh, but but honestly, I mean, the, the press box was great. Food was fantastic. Uh, the, the stadium was really, really nice. And so I enjoyed Enjoy it, despite the fact there are some weird things about it. I, for me personally, I would maybe put it into 
either very high C or, or probably B tier for me. You're, you're dead on with the Chase Field comparisons because that's that's kind of how that feels, right? With, with a retractable roof that can sometimes be open a lot more than in Arizona. I have been to Miller Park twice and I, I adored it. I, I had a really great experience. You're right. It's not a charm, a, right? What is it is. There's a charm. Again, another place where on day games you're in the parking lot, you can tailgate um, mm-hmm. at, at 10 a.m. having a having a beer and walking over to to somebody else's you know grill and and, and bum a sausage or something like that as uh, you play while you play cornhole. It, it yeah, it definitely mm-hmm. has a lot of charm in that way. I've been there with the with the roof open once with the roof closed, coincidentally, and and I really like it. So I would I would very much be in favor of of putting it in that B rank. I might have it. Uh, a little bit higher, but it's, it's, uh, I, I, no one's clamoring for it to be, you know, in the top tier, but I think those who have been there, uh, you know, have, have nice things to say about it for sure. I would, I would yeah, put it ahead of, I, mean, I would put it ahead of, of city citizens bank. Yeah. So do we, I think we got to put it either number one in our B category or last in our A even. Is that, do, do, do we want to recommend – I feel like that would be our official Patrick and Drew endorsement, but saying, you know, Miller Park gets a little bit overlooked. It's nice there, man. We're not going to put it top tier, but we're going to put it at the back of our second tier. We we have both had very pleasant experiences there. I think that's I think that's called for, at least for now. I'm all for it. And, and I uh, saw a show that was, was touring Miller Park, and apparently somewhere in that neighborhood there's a place where you can go – Candle pin bowling. Candle pin mm-hmm. bowling. Mm-hmm. Have, you been? have you been? No, but I have witnessed. I have bo- does, does going does that require participating in or can you stand and watch? The locals of Milwaukee were, were so remarkably nice to me. Like I had such a pleasant experience while I was there. So uh, uh, they, uh, yeah, I've yeah. Go, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I've never I never have. I was uh, once in Maine and walked by one and poked my head in and I was like Okay, I could get I could get down with this, uh, but didn't. But next time I'm in Milwaukee, uh, we will we will start DNVR candle pin bowling, which is not going to fit. Eric is going to be very bad. V R C N D L P N B W. Drew, you're Please put that on a shirt. D line. All right. <laughs> well, that's, that, our that's our national league. And I think we may just have to put a pin in this one and cover the American league very shortly. <laughs> I, I think so. I think that's going to have to be a two parter for us. So we appreciate everyone who's hanging out with us, whether you're on the lives on Facebook and Periscope, or you're just listening to the podcast the way you normally do on your downloadable system. We really do appreciate you. We'll pick this conversation right back up on the next episode of the podcast. We'll finish it out for you. We want to get everyone's reactions to all of that. Um, and and yeah, Patrick, why don't you give us a real quick, before we sign off here, uh, recap for the listeners of where we currently stand before we can move. We, we did one American League part <laughs> because we it was requested. But where we stand now with the National League, done. The bottom of the ballpark barrel, I don't think anyone will have a problem with us putting Marlins Park as the bottom of the bottom and Chase Field. They they get a D ranking. 
because we're nice. We don't have an F ranking. Up from there, right. we got Atlanta's SunTrust Park, Great American Ballpark, and Bush Stadium. Next tier is in the B. They're all in the NL East, and they're all they all have a somewhat similar vibe in a lot of ways. Nationals Park, Citizens Bank Park, and Citizen excuse me, City Field. So Citizens Bank Park, City Field, it's a tongue twister. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. In our A. So now we're getting towards the best of the best. As of right now, these would all be in our top ten. Only halfway done. But we've got Miller Park, which will not be known as Miller Park going forward in next season in 2021. How it's it's perfect. It's a perfect name. This is a rant for another day. Miller Park is perfect, period. Coors Field is perfect, period. Yeah. However, next year, the Milwaukee Brewers will play at American Family Field. Moving on. I know. You're, oh. you're, you're, you're have bled twice now on this episode. All right. Also oh. Also in our A tier, Dodger Stadium, Petco Park, and the cream of the crop. Absolutely super stadiums you need to check out from five to one. Fenway Park, Wrigley Field, Coors Field at number three, Oracle Park, number one, PNC Park in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, home of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Sorry, I just I just wanted to pop my keys. No, Pittsburgh. Oh. Pittsburgh Pirates is a P. I, you know what? My ears are bleeding. Ah, Got to have Michael Keaton on sometime to talk to us about the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Penguin who he fought in Batman Returns. All right. Thank you all for hanging out with us for this episode of the DNVR Rockies podcast. Make sure you're following on social media at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lyons, at DNVR underscore Rockies. You got to subscribe to the DNVR.com so you don't miss out on any of that written content. Plus, you get discounts on hats, shirts, masks. You get a bigger beer when you come down to the DNVR bar, and you get to be a part of one of the coolest communities anywhere in the world, whether you're joining us in the lounge just to chat with whoever about whatever's on your mind. Um, You're swinging by WGT to challenge us and some digital golf or you're joining us on the gaming channel or the dnvr watches where now we're doing reviews of episodes of the mandalorian we're trying to make a full complete experience for everybody out there because we love being a part of this community just as much as any of you do i promise you that so if you're wondering what it's all about you listen to the podcast but you really want to become a full-on member of this community you got to get that subscription done Make sure you join the family, and we appreciate every single one of you who already have. Thank you for continuing to be absolutely awesome out there. We will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.